and welcome to episode 23 of All the Horrible Things. 23, boy has time flown. Yeah. Or should I say, glided swiftly through the water. <laughs> this go. is our <laughs> Shark Week edition. <laughs> I, I was mistaken in the last cast thinking that Shark Week was earlier than it was. It actually doesn't begin until July 24th, so we're, we're oh, right man. on time with this one. We're right so on we're time. Gonna be shark fever, baby, across the board. <laughs> Do you have a favorite I, type of shark? Uh, well, I, I guess I'm probably a little ignorant to... Me too. I mean, I think we most people would say great whites, but... They're definitely the most formidable. Well, yes. the hammerhead, man. I always like the hammerheads. Okay. From, like, the, the fruit gummies? Maybe Remember? that's it. <laughs> yeah, with those gummies, it's so hard to tell what's what when they have these shapes, but that was yeah. very distinct. You could tell, all right, I'm yeah. chomping into the hammerhead right now. The other ones are just there, amorphous. And there was always a mystery flavor, and I think that was always, like, the white one. And it was like, that's great white. Oh, it turns it out to be like pineapple. <laughs> the white ones were always, like, a different texture, too, weren't they? Like, they yeah. weren't as jelly-y. Yes. They, they were weren't as like, gelatinous. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, yeah, we're going to we're going to dive into some of these these horror shark flicks. Um of course everybody's aware that Jaws is the undisputed champion of, of yes. shark films. Yes. And without it having done so well, we wouldn't have had the subsequent 9 that we are going to uh briefly wade into. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, do you remember the first time you saw Jaws? Um you know, I think the first time I saw Jaws was probably on basic cable, you know, and it was. Oh, wow. So it was yeah. edited potentially? You had commercials yes. in it? So Yeah. So I, I probably saw it like on, you know, as a kid on, on cable, edited down for language and, and content. And I think I enjoyed it so much. I think then you seek it out. You're like, I want to see the actual. Right. Uh, I will say uh, I, I, I'm not as familiar with the sequels. I think I've seen Jaws 2, and I've never seen the third one, which I believe is in 3D. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I've seen two as well, but I don't Dennis remember Quaid? anything yeah. about it other than not liking it. Asking <laughs> yeah. why? Um, well, but, of course, I don't think Spielberg had anything to do with no. it other than maybe producer credit on it. Um, no. But, yeah, this is essentially what began the summer blockbuster was Jaws. I was I just about to say that. I was independent just film one. course this is one of the ones that we were shown so for me i remember being way too young to having uh seen it i would say yeah. at the time probably like seven or eight or nine in that range sitting in the little green room my dad just popped in that vhs i think he actually <laughs> rented it for me nice. left me there alone to watch jaws <laughs> to traumatize Don't go in the me water. or something yes because i remember it really did leave an impact and being you know freaked out at that age rightfully so i uh, I'm not a would venture to say myself are you a land mammal? I'm a land mammal. Yeah, I mean, I do love the water. I am definitely more of a lake person than than yeah. uh, the ocean, just because of you know naturally where we're located. But also, I think I'm just so com like confused as to what is, is friendly and what's not friendly. I'm like jellyfish look adorable. Don't touch them. Um, no. I I would say that Jaws probably has impacted just about everyone who's watched it. Good or bad. Yeah. I mean, I think the most most is probably scaring people. Uh, <laughs> I know I For have sure. an unrational fear of sharks. I, I'm, I'm not ever, you know, in contact with them. But yeah, because of Jaws and other movies, I'm definitely afraid of them. I'm certainly afraid of them. But it's one of these weird things. It's like 
I mean, granted, in some of these movies, you have these sharks with attitude. Um, <laughs> yeah, but really, just... they're just these eating machines or these dumb yeah. animals, you know? Yeah. So in that sense, I can't be scared of their brain per se, but I'm definitely, I'm more scared of like the wound I get and then bleed out as some of these Ooh. characters do. Absolutely. That's what gets Being me. bit. Being bit. That's, uh, you, what's, you're what's right, also, though. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think that, yeah, because of the movies, they have a completely ridiculous bad rap. Like, I, I, I don't think they're as scary as what is in our head. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know people swim with sharks, caged yeah. and uncaged, and are fine. It's usually like a freak accident that you, I mean, more people get hurt in, in vehicles than they do by sharks. Yeah. That's why, I mean, granted, I'm not swimming in the ocean that, that often. But no, me neither. I don't know. Surfers, they, they're they gutsy, man. They're, oh, yeah. They're gutsy. I mean, between, like you said, the jellyfish and then, I don't know, the krakens <laughs> out there as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I, I, I mean, yes, to, to bring it full circle, I am also pretty comfortable on the land. And Jaws just structurally is just so brilliant. That final act where we're just down to Hooper, Brody, and Quint on the boat together. Uh, of course, this is one of the uh, really resounding themes of shark movies throughout is this, this the bonding factor. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Whether yeah. it's sisters bonding, uh, the couple, per se, like open water, or these this rowing out there with three very different kinds of men. Um, that they're, they're just kind of like tossed together in a, you know, spot that's there's nothing else. You know, it's just right. Um, right. forced to deal with each other. Um, in such an intimate setting. And then, of course, where existential horrors are, are circling the boats. One of our common tropes, the circling. The sharks love to circle. Because with they the do. exception of deep blue sea, they can only go forward. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like um, circling the wagons, you know? Like, uh, maybe that's where it comes from, from a Hollywood point of view, is... You're well, tell me about that trip. What's circling the wagon? I'm not sure I've heard that. Oh, you know, like in cowboy movies, oh, when they were when they were being yeah. attacked by you know for ridiculous reasons by um, cowboys versus Indians, they circled right. the wagons, and then the the enemy was in. So it kind of has that same visual aspect, and yeah, I could see that. It Absolutely. keeps things contained. Uh, would you rather contend with uh, with uh, a big old shark, a great white, or a school of piranha? Oh man, probably just a shark. I think I'd rather deal with a shark too, because yeah, you gotta yeah. go for the eyes. This is another yeah, one of the yeah. things that you're taught, even in real life. Go for the eyes. The eyes, the nose. Um, apparently, if you punch them in the nose, they don't like that. That Who does? one I don't believe as much. You know? Well, yeah, because you when miss, you're underwater, you can't get like a powerful punch going. No, absolutely not. I could just see myself giving him my hand as a snack accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> it's slipping right into there you those. Go. <laughs> Right into the mouth. So I think I'll go for the eyes voiced. Yeah. Unless I get so good as I'm Tom Jane levels of shark wrangling. Oh, man. I can like bop it to the side and then grab that fin and go for a ride. No fear. That uh, man has no I, fear I don't in see that, that movie. <laughs> he nah. doesn't. Nah. I love me some Tom Jane. Same. Um, Underrated. Yeah, he definitely is. He's so good at these genre movies, though. But we'll get to him. What I think is interesting is is 1974 is when we get Jaws, and really these films that we're looking at then don't pop off again until almost around 2000. The first one we're going to talk about, the oldest one we're going to talk about outside of Jaws, then is Deep Blue Sea. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, let's dive into that puppy. Uh, interesting. I was pointing out to you, this was released in 1999. 
I personally feel like it was pitched as let's make Jurassic Park with sharks. Because mm-hmm. you have your confined setting. You got Samuel L. Jackson again uh, being eaten in a notable way. And uh, it, what's funny about it is we don't then get a sequel to this until 2018 is Deep Blue Sea 2. And then 2020, there's a third one. And you had an interesting idea of why you think it took almost 20 years to get out a second one of these flicks. Yeah, I think it's completely comes down to practicality. I mean, in 1999, they're they're using probably designed like the same thing that Spielberg did with Bruce and like a an actual um functioning shark as opposed yeah. to you know what what they can do in Hollywood now with digital like uh like right. you just plop a shark in there and I imagine it's a lot cheaper to do that to, than to actually build out all these right. sharks. And certainly at the surface, I do think in Deep Blue Sea, you had the mechanical sharks, uh, more practical. Yes, at the surf- yeah, yeah, underwater. There, there is kind of some cheesy CGI in Deep Blue, oh, Blue yeah. Sea, though. Oh, when, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it can be a struggle at times, but yeah. it, you kind of forgive it a little bit because in Deep Blue Sea, what makes its uh, sharks unique is that these are genetically engineered sharks. <laughs> yeah. And I do like the premise of this. Ultimately, you have Saffron Burroughs here, our mad scientist, who's trying to cure Alzheimer's? I believe um, so, yeah. So the idea is to make to enlarge these sharks so that they can access this protein in the brain and get more of it, more substantial amount that could then be used for these uh, trials to cure Alzheimer's. I was on board with this premise. I thought it was pretty decent. I agree. And <laughs> much like uh, Jurassic Park, you have a pretty fun ensemble here of just different types of characters really come together. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to jump straight to... Uh, Go ahead, yeah, sorry. I was going to say, weirdly, a talking parrot. Um, oh, that's right. I would consider part of the, the crew, LL Cool J's parrot. Um, but I think that's that's what made it so much fun. Like, this is, unlike some of the other movies we're going to talk about, a Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah, you're absolutely right. A lot of money was spilled into this one. I saw it at the theater. I remember really getting a kick out of it, finding it mm-hmm. super entertaining for, for many reasons. Um, and one of those is definitely the ensemble. And Michael Rapaport, of course, you got Samuel L. This is when Saffron <laughs> was starting to take off. She was soon to be, I think the next year is when she got her part in Gladiator. Gladiator, 2000. yeah. Um, She's she's great, and then you got a scars guard before he's a big shot, and he's one of the first first to die. Uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with this flick. Uh, granted, these characters are stock as hell, and what I was emphasizing <laughs> earlier to you is how it doesn't matter because we know the actors so well. I feel like mm-hmm. in this instance that they bring all of their own characterizations from former projects into these roles where it's like you, you do have known them for a while. I mean, shoot, even um, Janice from The Sopranos is in this. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Briefly. Yeah. Uh, Before Sopranos. Yeah. 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 She gets just blown up. I think she's one of the few that doesn't <laughs> yeah. actually get eaten by the sharks and just blown up by the structure. That's the real question. Would you rather be eaten by a shark or blown up? Blown up. Blown up. 100%. <laughs> Blow me up. Any day. Yeah. <laughs> Over uh, serrations. Um, but yeah, I think that's the most notable thing for me is the genetically engineered business, which I dig. Great ensemble. And then the most notorious death in any shark movie 
Uh, you got Samuel L. When he's just given a rousing he's speech. Given the when pep I was, talk. <laughs> yes, you guys are about to give up. Well, you're not going to be giving up here because I was up in the Arctic and I almost froze to death. And everyone I was with, we only two of us made it back, and we made it. So we're going to do the same. And then, of course, yeah. the shark pops up, uh, really hilariously. Yeah, and- it gets him, it gets him like sideways, like grabs him and throws him down. <laughs> It throws him down to the ground. His body is whacked, and he's dragged in and and chopped pretty good. Um, I think another shark actually gets in on it. So we have like a a Lost World-esque two sharks then ripping Samuel L. in in half. What a way to go. What I also liked is I felt was interesting and diverse for the time is that Samuel L. is the money man, right? So you have a role that he – I mean, certainly wasn't in Jurassic Park. He was our worker. In this one, he's the the guy who's going to determine whether or not this continues, these experiments. His money is getting plopped into it. And it's not a a role you normally see from Samuel L., so I definitely enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean – What? No, I was going to say, I think this movie, if for nothing else, I mean, you're talking about the plot. There are just so many fun deaths. So, I mean, there are like over, I mean, you got your whole cast, but I think there's like over 13 kills in this movie, counting the parrot. Yes, the poor parrot. Um, Her and her, was it a her parrot? I don't know. I think so. Uh, the bond between the parrot and Samuel L, or not Samuel L, 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 Cool J. So many L's. Yeah, a lot uh, of L's. Who is great. Um, when LL Cool J gets caught in the, not caught in it, but he hides in the oven, and then he mm-hmm. has to like tear through the top of the oven to get the second part. He's like, oh, I'm going to die in my own oven. I thought it was great. Like uh, LL's sub story was a lot of fun. And the oh, effects yeah. were yeah. just it all flooding in there. And then Shark's kind of only having this really shallow water to, you know, traverse the structure. I thought it was effective. It's, mm-hmm. it's a movie I will watch multiple times again compared to a lot of these shark flicks. Oh, it's agreed. just so, such a fun romp. It's such a fun romp, mindless entertainment to the to the umph degree. You could almost compare it to um you compared it to Jurassic Park. You could almost compare it to Alien. Yeah. Aliens. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I could definitely see You're that. Subbing out the spaceship for a under underwater laboratory <laughs> yeah, underground yeah. or underwater laboratory. underwater lab You're absolutely right <laughs> yeah um but let's let's jump ahead then a mm-hmm. few years so we go from 1999 with a big money flick big blockbuster deep blue sea and then you have the most independent of them all on the list and that's 2003's open water did you right. see this one in the theater? I did. I did I see I this did in the too. theater. And I think it was mostly because of how um independent it felt. And I think people were talking about it a lot. You know, they, there was a pretty good marketing plan around it, you know, talking about how uh it was based off of a true story. But that's this what makes m- it super scary. Yeah. 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 Um and you know, a lot of a lot of movies were doing that after the success of Blair Witch, which was completely yes. not based off of a real story. But the early 2000s, they were trying to like, let's remarket this uh, with, a, with a story. The, the thing about this movie, though, it may be the most independent and maybe doesn't hold up as well because of the like the camera work and the type of video that was around then. We've come a long way with video. We have. Yeah. And I think but that's... I think as we were mentioning before, like well, which of these are have the best production value? And it certainly has the worst production value. 
Um, but I think it almost works because it, it feels like you're watching it on an old VHS recorder, yeah, you know, like a found found really footage, gritty. you know, found footage, certainly. But it works in the context of this. Um, I, I, I was noting to you, I really got scared with the characters once they were abandoned in the water, but I struggled with them on land. <laughs> I felt like they were right. better performers in the water than when they were this couple who hasn't had enough time together, quality time. And that's essentially the premise for them going on this mm -hmm. scuba diving. There's so much scuba diving in these shark movies. That's why when they don't yeah. do that scuba angle, I really appreciate it. Mm. Um, as some, some very few Completely other ones agree. don't deal with the scuba diving. Um, but what I also love about this movie is it really is there's no happy ending. They both die. No, no. And she does. Yeah. She dies in like even a, a sadder way than getting eaten by a shark. She kind of just gives up and lets herself drown. Yeah, yeah abandons That's, hope. Yes, total hopelessness in this movie. And for that, I did appreciate it. But like you said with Blair Witch, that one ends. Everyone's dead in that too. I guess with the found footage, that's what tends to happen because yeah, otherwise. <laughs> and, and what it, and refresh my memory because a lot of these blur together. The reason they're left there is because of uh, like a a miscount. Are they miscounted? Yes, uh, right? this is actually one of my favorite parts of the flick because it's almost comedic the way that it's done. <laughs> they have this really like stereotypical New York guy who's there out there by himself when everyone else is like in couples. And <laughs> he's like, oh, shoot, I forgot my uh, my mask. Anybody got an extra mask? <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. The people running the operation are like, no, guy, you no, we don't have it. You can't yeah. go in. I'm sorry. So he's like, he pouts for a bit. But then you got this other couple who kind of like, the girl doesn't isn't enjoying herself. So they get out right quick. And then this this guy's all like, well, can I use your mask then? <laughs> you ain't going to use your mask. And reluctant to do it. And then when she finally says, okay, you can use my mask, he's going to jump in there himself. But then the people in charge are like, no, no, you need a partner. You cannot go alone. You need a swimming so buddy. Like, you need a swimming buddy. So the guy that was with the girl who's been willing to give up her mask is like, I don't want to go back in either. I don't want to go with this guy. Right, but you right, Come right. on, guy. You got to you gotta get in there with me. Yeah. <laughs> this like, guy, he's such an over-the-top character in this. Just ruining uh, everyone's I, vacation. I, exactly. So then what <laughs> happens is because he was doing a count at the beginning, they double-counted uh, right. this couple, right? So then mm -hmm. when on the boat, it seemed like there was an additional two the final two, but of course that left our two main characters, uh, Daniel and Susan, left out there. Um, what's interesting <laughs> though is at the end, they then see, oh, whose clothes are these? Right on the boat, hours and hours later, yeah. and then realize that they've they've left <laughs> them out there. Yeah, what starts off as a really fun, original, like set into action moment where they just miscounted ends up to be. Just neglect. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, shoot. I hope they got sued. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is funny, though, how they just did the counting, kind of like to make it clear what happened to the audience. You actually see the person writing down the numbers and yeah. tallying up who's there. It, just, it was kind of weird. I don't know. Super well, low-budget business going on there. But and, and I was mentioning that, you know, because this had a, a really good, you know, jumping off point uh that yeah. open water two um which we're not necessarily talking about 
but I wanted to mention that they have also a really great way of uh, trapping the the uh, our main characters in the water. They're a group of friends on a boat, and they're all jumping off of the boat, but someone forgets to put the ladder down. So now you cannot climb back up into this boat, and now they're just oh, stuck. Wow. Or, yeah, yeah. It's a real. It was a really creative way of. Uh, and, I haven't also just seen it. Simple. It's worth seeing. You're saying. Well, if you're a fan of this and, and you liked this, then and, and if you're a fan of shark movies, I would say it's definitely worth watching. So the boat's there the whole time. Is what you're saying? They just can't get on it. Correct. Wow. Which is an, it's yeah, just almost- infuriating and maddening, you know. So they try like different things to get into the boat and like, which uh, yeah, hmm. simple simple plot but effective. So if it's a group of dudes, I'm taking it. Unlike open water, there's not gratuitous boobs at the beginning, like in this one. For some reason, we had to watch them boning in the hotel before they go out on their uh, scuba diving the next day. Sex sells. Yes, indeed. It just seemed strange. (laughs) Unnecessary. It was unnecessary. It didn't need to be there. No. Yeah. Uh, Any Flavin, um, let's move ahead then to... Wow. Okay, so we go from... 1999, 2003, and then we have a dearth of shark movies until 2010 when we have The Reef, which I know you haven't caught The Reef yet. I haven't seen it. And no, I'm I've surprised heard it's as far back as 2010 because it's really – it's a strong flick. Um, it's an Australian shark was, movie. Yeah. But this is one of the few that does not have the scuba diving um, premise Trope, that, that yeah. pushes it into it. Instead, you have this character who – makes their living out of moving boats from one part of the world to another for, you know, wealthy people who can afford that. Sounds um, like a fun so job. He gets this opportunity to take it from Australia to somewhere else. I can't remember the second location. Um, he's then invites his friends to come on the boat with him. Of course, we got some exes that happen up on the boat together. So you've got this tension between the, <laughs> the guy and the girl. And then, of course, they end up in the water later. When uh, this is another interesting part uh that's unlike other shark movies the boat hits reef so it's kind of like a titanic situation where the boat it's capsized because of some sharp reef reef and then they are like forced on top of it until they're like oh crap we gotta we gotta just try to make a swim for it Uh, and i'm pretty sure 12 miles that way we'll get to some land so of the five people four decide to actually go swimming and then there's this guy warren he's like i'm just gonna stay on top of the boat and that's all we get of him. That's it. They leave the boat. Warren's never found because apparently this is also based on a true story. Yeah. Warren is never found. Um, wow. But then you got the four and they're dealing with, you know, uh, of course, their own interpersonal dynamics with the shark circling. Um, and part of it is they come across this big old giant turtle whose head has been chopped off. It was a nice reveal moment. Oh, look, <laughs> turtle without a head. Um well, yeah, the, the characters are good. The acting is really good. To me, it was open water with a higher budget. You know what I mean? It had that same sort of intensity. Yeah. But again, we are at the surface of the water, unlike some of the ones we'll talk about later, uh, which I f- it's not necessarily original in that sense. But I felt like the way that they got into the water, and these are people that don't want to look at sharks, play with sharks, look right, at the fish. Right. They're not there for that. They were just that. out on the ocean to enjoy themselves. Um and then they're tossed into the circumstances because of the boat capsizing. So I, I suggest I suggest the Australian flick the reef. I think it's it's worthwhile. And seems newer than twenty ten when you look at it production wise. Wow, that's great. 
um, which I think takes us to um, our next movie, which is also an Australian movie uh, from 2012 called Bait. That's right. And, which this is one I haven't caught. I'm curious to hear right. about it. The, this movie, um, I think it, it struggles with some of the um, production value as far as um, – like in the beginning of the movie, it kind of feels a bit like a Sharknado movie just because they they tried to pull off some some big uh, uh, special effects. Uh, it, it starts off with um, this this lifeguard losing his his friend, who's also a lifeguard, eaten by a shark. He was supposed to get in, he was engaged. He was supposed to get married soon and and go to I believe Thailand with his fiance. He's a mess after having lost his best friend and wasn't able to rescue him. His fiance goes off to Thailand, uh, leaves him. Then we jump ahead, uh, I think a year, and he's now working in a grocery store. Like he is, oh. yeah, kind of like up in the world from lifeguard <laughs> yeah, to lifeguard to to stalker to stalker. And um, you can just kind of tell his character doesn't really care about too much anymore, which is kind of a nice way for, or an easy way to set up, you know, building him back up. And so this is about a tsunami hitting the this coastal town of Australia and brings in all these sharks. We're set up uh, with our main character in the grocery store. His fiance's back. She's also in the grocery store now. And this movie is really is more of an ensemble piece because like it's all of like these setting up uh, events. There's uh, Julian uh, McMahon, who you might know from Nip Talk or the first Fantastic Four. He's being forced to rob the place. So it's getting all these people into the same location kind of feels like um, the mist in that in that sense. Mm, also takes place okay. in the grocery store. Now, I mentioned the production value. This is what it was really designed for. Is that they have a really elaborate grocery store set filled practically with water. They're all now forced to stand on top of the, the shelves. Um, and And... From there on out, I thought they did a really good job of of uh, pulling off a, a shark movie in a grocery store, yeah, <laughs> you know, c- contained perfect. when when you you think it's going to be more. It kind of feels like crawl as well, you know, the storm coming in, bringing oh, cool. in yeah, yeah. the 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 sea life, and uh, some of the characters are a little bit over the top, and the performances are big, but overall, it was enjoyable. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about it was I had to watch it on Tubi. So those commercials, you know, we, we've talked about that before. But yes, that, that's a struggle sometimes. But overall, like a fun. I, I love when things take place, uh, when stories take place in location. But this wasn't just a house or anything. They filled this set with water. It was it was well it was well produced in that in that sense. Well, it sounds like uh, one you definitely got to catch. And what's interesting is it does sound like you said with Crawl. Um, there, there's in a lot of these movies dealing with themes of like environmentalism and ultimately how man thinks he has dominion over the world and can do whatever the hell he wants with it. But then, you know, we're not necessarily at the top of the food chain. <laughs> right. If, uh, you know, we're thrown into aquatic scenarios. Yeah. Forcibly. Different circumstances. So I definitely appreciate that. I mean, it brings us back to the jaws of the mayor. It's like, Nope, we're keeping the, we're right. keeping the, uh, <laughs> the beaches open. We got to make that money, honey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do appreciate that shark flicks can have that that deeper quality in them, um, but yeah, it does sound like a 
The Mist with sharks, which I'm on board yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Rewatch The Mist because it's been at the top of the charts on Netflix for like a month now. Is that right? Which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I mean, it's a great movie. It, it is, and I think it's one of those flicks that people kind of missed in the theater, kind of like yeah. hit, and now it's hit. Mist. The Mist. Yeah, that's so good. No sharks in that one, though, sadly. No, sadly. Uh, let's bump ahead then to 2016's The Shallows, um, starring the one and only Blake Lively. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I've seen her in anything else. I know she's married to Ryan Reynolds. Uh, where, where do you stand on Blake Lively? Because it's really the I'm Blake a fan. Lively show. She's the only one in this, for the most part. I am a fan. I, I have nothing negative to say. I, I, I too, don't Nora, remember. I, I thought she was decent. I thought she yeah. was pretty darn good. I will say that this movie has been on like my watch list for a long time because I've heard you know positive stuff about it. So I just watched this last week for the first time and really enjoyed it. Yes, it's fun. It's uh, like I said, I saw it in the theater all by myself. And I think it was like at a point where I was like just stuck and wanted to like venture out, go on a vacation, couldn't for right. whatever reason or another. And it did sweep me away. I felt like production-wise, I really enjoyed um, what it did with its setting. And I felt yeah. like even though she's kind of like stuck in this one little remote beach, in that sense, it's kind of like old. It's just this one beach that she's dropped off in. And like these other movies, in this case, she has um, – her mother has just passed away from cancer. Mm -hmm. And she, her mother was a big surfer too. And this is the, the beach in which her mother last – uh what do you call it surfed when she was pregnant with her so talk right. about like a badass woman who's pregnant and still surfing and such um but she's she's trying to essentially recover she's trying to get past that not past it but through the pain yeah, she's, of losing she's dealing mother. with it she's coping this is how she's coping with it and right. Which, i uh, no no i was just gonna say i really enjoyed just even that short truck ride that's showing you how hard it is to get to this beach how it yeah. really set this like isolation up nicely. Yes, hidden beaches. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not going to any hidden beaches. It's always like old. Always trouble on a hidden beach. <laughs> yeah, they should yeah. stay hidden. They really should. Gonna, like, I think that's the message. Hundred within a night, or you're going to get eaten by a shark. Yeah. What's the message? Stay. Stay out. Stay away. From <laughs> stay away. Yeah. Land that should not be touched by man. There's there's uh, um some some fun things that set up this story too. Like I really enjoyed them taking the time to show you that she's not just some girl who wants to serve. Right. You you could tell that even though she's from Texas, Galveston, I think, which is mm -hmm. a coastal town, they they surf there. They surf in Texas, and I thought those two local characters were very funny. Uh, and welcoming, which, you know, could have gone the other way. They could have been like, how did you get here? Stay off of our private beach. These are our waves. Kind of like the surfers in uh, Point right. Break. <laughs> or even Stay like, up. you know, Starby Weinstein, -y, come to our beach. But they weren't. They yeah. were chill. Yeah, they were. They seemed they seemed like legit. Just we're here to surf. We don't care. Um, and then they end up having like a, a fun friendship, even though they're just complete strangers, not even all speaking the same language. It was right. um, it was a nice character setup, and and those guys were, um, with with the GoPro footage too was a really unique way they slipped in some found footage into there. 
yes, that was a nice touch and it gave her yeah. the opportunity to kind of like leave her own last message for her family. And like you said, yeah. you have even these smaller characters that are well written and kind of like unassuming. And even her character is pretty rich in that she's a medical student. She's mm -hmm. debating whether or not she even wants to continue with medical school after her, her mom died. But it sets up the opportunity when she is chomped by, uh, by the shark to give herself some stitches and stuff while she's stranded on uh, <laughs> yeah, the rock. Sutures with the, the jewelry, which is... I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that before. All right. That was kind of cool. But yeah. another one of our common tropes is flares. And I, and I remember you asking questions <laughs> about the flare use in this one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... We've seen flares, you know, established in this genre or subgenre from Jaws. And I questioned whether or not, and I have to believe that it's real and not just convenient storytelling, that the buoy she ends up on has this box that's also nice touch, um, kind of corroded over from the salt water. So it took her some time to get into it. And there's a, a flare gun in there. And I like that she dropped the flare gun ammunition or flares, if you will, um, uh, into the water and the the whole swinging and motion uh, of motion of the ocean that uh, she's on was was cool. Like I, I I thought that was again, if it's not real, I wasn't like bothered by it. I thought it was fun, like way to slip in a flare gun. And <laughs> I will say this, though. Uh, as far as shark movie tropes, I don't know if flares will travel underwater like a missile. Yeah. You know, we're always using either. it against the sharks and people have really great accuracy. Like they're very accurate with their, their aims and they're sometimes hitting sharks in the eyes with these flares or in their mouth. That part is a little bit of a, a jump, <laughs> yes, but I didn't but mind. The physics underwater is is questionable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what didn't you mind? Well, I, I I didn't I don't I don't mind necessarily. Like it it it's not like it took me out of it. I'm like we're already watching somebody trying to fight off a shark. Like how realistic is that to begin with? We're right. in their territory. There's no way you're fighting it. But that's something we actually mentioned before too before the cast is the nature of what you're told the tropes of fighting back when you do deal with a shark attack. Um, you're you're supposed to go for the eyes, and and in a lot of these movies, they they do go for the eyes. Mm -hmm. But then there's the other one, what the the bop in the nose. <laughs> yeah. We were uh, questioning whether or not that's really a viable Is option. Is that yeah, real? I just I mean, feel I, like if you you're punching him in the nose, it's very easy to slip down and put your hand in that shark's mouth, and then mm -hmm. you're just like giving him a snack from your body, right? Versus actually deterring him, you're like alluring more oh this is what you taste like <laughs> uh yeah uh but i will say for the shallows to be pretty much a one-man show she pulls it off i i didn't mind following her throughout yeah. it it didn't feel uh long when that can happen when you're just following one person uh yeah they did a great job um you weren't too concerned about i mean we knew that there's a time limit on this right she's she's bleeding there's a shark circling her but I don't know if they actually say how long she was out there. You know, like they don't do that day two, day three type yeah. of situation. And again, I, I didn't mind. I um, I don't mind I that thought, either, honestly, because, yeah, because that can rip you out of a movie. It's like, yeah, we're, yeah, we're there with her seeing what's going on. Then, of course, another really cool aspect of it is she's very conscious of 
the tides too, which forces yeah. her to move, which is something right. that's not really used in a lot of these. And, and well, I definitely also the that. dead whale that she's on was kind oh, of a cool touch right. too. The only thing that was super weird was this interaction with the drunk guy on the beach. Yeah. Thankfully, uh, he well, he steals her stuff later. Yeah. And gets eaten by the shark. So. I guess the one thing I would have liked to have known, and I, I again, this isn't this is just nitpicky, because I think it's implied that there's some sort of fishing town or something nearby. Uh, the guy yeah. who dropped her off had to have lived somewhere. He establishes that. He doesn't want to take money for the ride. It's like he was already headed that way. <laughs> There's a drunk man. So where did he come from? I kind of, that's yeah, what I'm getting at. Is I would have right. liked to have known if like, oh yeah, there's just a town up the coast or whatever. Cause exactly. this guy, like where is he getting the booze if it's that far from civilization yeah. and passing out? Like he, so he was on his way home too. I would, I would, I would hope to think, but yeah, You're he was right. a real, that is kind of a hole. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and uh, again, it didn't take me out of the story. I think you can nope. use your imagination, kind of create your own story there. But he was the worst. <laughs> he was a <laughs> terrible person. Not for one, just drinking an entire bottle of whatever that was. It was clear. It looked like tequila, whatever. He um, knows that she's out there. And the, the, the <laughs> tough communication they're already having that she's yelling he can hear her in his state of mind as well, chooses not to help her and steals her phone. <laughs> the the um the critic in me, the critic was thinking he just took that phone and he put it in his pocket and then he decides to go into the water like he just destroyed the phone you stole. Um, but yeah, he just plans to steal her stuff and then he plans to steal her broken surfboard. And that's what inevitably gets him killed. Good riddance. <laughs> but but I mean, what, it did yeah. break it up pretty good. I think it needed Yeah, him. we did. But, we uh, definitely did. <laughs> it definitely broke it up. Almost yeah. was like, you know, a little bit of a relief when it's, it's a very tense yeah. movie. And it was, it was comical and it shouldn't have been, but it was, it was comical that you've got this just drunk guy who is just not there to help. <laughs> Only uh, thing left, left I want to say about the shallows is the end. And of course yeah. she does, she does survive. Um, but then a year later, she goes surfing again. Uh, yeah. I, I like, I guess, the idea of she's such a strong person that she can get past these things and can. But I right. don't know. If I've been bitten by a shark, I'm done with the water. Yeah, I'm never going back to the ocean back. again. I think you're no. smarter for not, for like maybe finding a new hobby, crocheting perhaps, something a little safer yeah. than uh, swimming with sharks. Yeah. Uh, uh, Before that, though, the last thing I'll say about the movie was that it's a little kind of confusing as to how she ends up. Spoiler alert, by the way, how she kills the shark with that and impaling. Like, do you remember? Like, she's on the buoy and then there's the chain and it like pulls the shark down. And then I don't know. I was a little confused as to again, it didn't didn't really bother me, but it was kind of a confusing sequence. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like that could have been clearer too. And actually, the last one we're gonna, the newest one, the Requiem, which will be the last one. We do, that's oh, kind of a brother. similar instance with how it does she with takes out imp- the shark. Yeah, or at least yeah. Silverstone. <laughs> but before we jump ahead to 2022, I want to talk about uh, 47 meters down, which came out the year following uh, the Shallows, 2017, and it has the good old Mandy Moore 
um, yeah. who, as we were talking about it, my, I didn't realize she was like relevant. I guess she is on This Is Us and stuff. These, that's not a show I'm watching. Um, but she was good. I thought she was a really well cast uh, for this 47 meters down. Unfortunately, we do have the premise of scuba diving here again. Yeah. But I like how it's set up. We have sisters on vacation um, trying to once again get their bond on. Um, right. And Mandy Moore's character has just been like dumped. She is like in a pathetic state because all she's doing is thinking about that man. So right. they come across these these really kind of like two nice guys from the area that they have a good good enough time with that they're willing to then go out with these strangers on day two into the ocean uh, mm -hmm. with Matthew Modine. Dr. Brenner I know. is yeah. uh, in charge of this cage and the boat in which uh, they drop that cage into the ocean. And you would think, again, what I did like, similar to what goes on in the shallows, is you don't have these creepy dudes. You know, these are like generally yes. nice guys yeah, uh, that do just want to show them a good time and get them a cage shark experience on the cheap. Yeah, um, I think it was only a hundred each, right? Which seems really cheap uh, yeah, to get to swim with sharks. Feasible. But then they see the cage, and this is a rusty old biscuit. I tell you what, that thing. Yeah, was, uh, I wouldn't problematic. Have problematic. It was problematic. <laughs> so ultimately, the guys go first, have a good old time, and many more really doesn't want to do it, but her sister pressures it into doing it, getting in the water. Needless to say. Uh, the winch, I feel like I've heard that word winch now, watching yeah. all these shark movies so so much. Uh, the winch breaks, and then the cage just drops to the bottom. Yeah. I watched this at night, and i got to be honest with you. Of all of these films, this one is the scariest for me. I don't know what it is other than it felt so claustrophobic. I yeah. I, I mean, they're, they're almost obscured so much with these big masks and stuff. It's hard to even see yeah. some of the Very facial, facial uh, cues. But I was horrified by this one to the point that I actually watched it in three parts. I, I got through about an hour of it, and I was like, you know what? I got to stop. This is going to give me nightmares. I can't say that for any of the other ones. This, to me, was by far the scariest flick because not only do you got the shark problem, but they got the air issue in uh, their, yep. uh, their, oxygen their tanks. tanks that's running out. And yeah. then they think it's one point that even though Matthew Modine has been claiming to try and help them for all this time – uh, there's a point in which they think he's abandoned them. And that, right. I don't know, just I, I, these really kind of like simple things. And it scared me. It, I, 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 did, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it at all. Um, I, wow. I definitely I highly recommend it. And as I told you, I didn't realize 47 meters down uncaged wasn't the first. I didn't realize this was. They were I mean, connected. Yeah prequel in a sense that it no has any of the same characters it just has similar premise and of course sisterhood plays a thing this is actual is sisters common theme 47 yeah. meters down we're dealing with stepsisters so uh, <laughs> that is a big part of it but yeah you haven't seen this one for a while what do you remember the most about it uh, the, the oxygen tank that that seemed yeah. the the scariest to me is that they actually put like this practical time limit on this and you know, we, we talked about uh, the cliche of it being scuba diving, but I liked that they, I mean, you needed to have the scuba diving effect for the cage. The movie was really about this, this cage that they're, you're right. It is cage diving. Down. So I guess in that sense, it's not, yeah, quite I mean, they, they took it a little bit further. Right. But right. essentially this is like other, um, shark movies. I think this one 
does a really good job of making it more like a slasher film. You know, the cage almost being your like cabin (laughs) in the woods, you know? Um, And I think the other thing that maybe why it's so scary is it doesn't seem all that unrealistic. Like I, right. I don't want to swim with sharks, but a lot of people do. Uh And I've seen people go in cages. It seems realistic, you know, I, it did. This is this in open water. I feel like we're the most realistic, and that certainly yeah. adds to the scare factor. But another thing, I love. I love your comparing it to like the cabin in the woods. This is the yeah. Uh, this is a this. slasher film. Ascent. Yeah, it is. I think that's very accurate. Um, but when it comes to endings, I felt like this ending surprised the heck out of me because I didn't see it coming. And usually, something like that, uh, the twist that they give us here, Matthew Modine mentions at one point you. It, he sends down additional air tanks uh, right right you right, put right, them right. On right otherwise you can get too much was it irons some, too much nitrogen in your yep. blood and that will make you start kind of like hallucinating so at the end there we have this i don't know 10 to 15 minute sequence of her sister coming back even though she thought her sister had died but she's back yeah. and they have this amazing scene where they're going to swim to the top and they got these the flares to ward off the circling sharks and flares. she almost drops one of the flares and another one of yeah. her uh, but they get to the surface even though they're chewed up it, they, they both finally do get to the boat but then of course we have uh, it cut back to her still in the cage laughing hysterically because she is hallucinating so her sister yeah. has been dead she did die uh, <laughs> and it was just so tragic to see her cracking up Thankfully, you do got the what is the Coast Guard that they brought out there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that do end up saving Mandy Moore, but at this point, she's she's crackers. You know what I mean? She's she's yeah. completely cracked up. But I just thought it was just additional element that that made it such a memorable ending to me. Yeah, the hysteria, absolutely. Uh, another good example of why I don't want to go swimming with sharks is this movie. <laughs> yeah, pass pass on that. Um, before we jump to the sequel uh there's one in between here and i did see this in the theater (laughs) but it's the meg 2018's the meg with uh jason statham yes and i i like jason statham a little bit but i'm not a fast and the furious guy and i feel like anyone who's gotten into that world kind of loses a little bit of a notch on my uh (laughs) respectometer so i kind of went into it like this guy is just a money grabber sort of actor more than anything and that's kind of what, what i felt here the meg is a megalodon which is an ancient shark that doesn't exist anymore right 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 I, and there's I mean, not just one there's multiple megalodons this movie like deep blue sea tried to put together like a fun ensemble and like you've got rain wilson in there and you've got like oh, yeah. uh when you when you need to bring in like comic relief for a shark movie, you 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 can't really take it seriously, and and, no. and that's not even the fact that we're talking about like a an ancient creature here. You know, you want you want to get past that to try and enjoy, enjoy the movie, but this movie's just ridiculous. It's it sucked. I'm sorry. There's so much. It's kind of like how. Yeah, it's kind of like how. Um, snakes on a plane you know it's like it's forced yeah it's forced scenarios i mean jason statham who actually in real life was an olympic uh, i think olympic diver i mean the guy whoa 
Yeah, yeah. Before he started his acting career, I think he was first a diver for England. Then I had heard he'd done some male modeling. And somewhere along the way, he, he got into <laughs> performing in like with Guy Ritchie films. Um, I <laughs> I kind of have a feeling like he, he was looking for a water movie to do his whole career. And he just picked the wrong <laughs> one. He could have been he could have been like a Thomas Jane in Deep Blue Sea in this movie, but he's he's just it's just way over the top, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, and even I will say in Deep Blue Sea there is comedic moments, and certainly Michael Rapaport is our most comedic character. But yeah, they're just likable. Even Rain Wilson, this I just didn't really like anyone. I didn't care about him. I wasn't invested. And I saw it in the theater with my mom, and she of course was like, "Why did you just waste?" hour and a half of my life well uh, with this one it, it was at a time when there was like jack shit in the theaters when, though like there's nothing we out, resorted yeah. to seeing the mag i like um, august released oh yeah this was definitely like supposed to be in a summer blockbuster i i don't know the numbers I, i'm sure it did fine but certainly not enough to make a sequel right um i saw this yes. movie on an airplane because i knew i was never gonna watch it like <laughs> in the theater or, like i i did i had no like plans of renting it at home i know that this movie was probably made to be seen on a big screen but i kind of threw that out the window yeah. when i was and, and i don't love watching new movies on an airplane i'll try to watch something like i've seen Especially before movies over when you're flying over were you flying over water because i would not uh, be no, no 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 i think i was coming back from like a la work okay. trip or something but right, it, it, it was like the perfect like two and a half hours or something like yeah. um that like ah uh, all right i'll watch this and it, it was 178 million on the budget and it, it earned 530 so made 300 million i mean yeah, for something it's like that when you're dropping 200 it's just making a little bit comparatively i don't know it, it definitely doesn't deserve a sequel yeah and i think and i again i've only seen it the one time i think there are moments where it tried to pull stuff from deep lucy like isn't there like an underwater um yeah, lab and and i think jason statham's ex-wife is on there and that's why he agreed to like uh, come help yeah. them like right there's other actors in this movie that I, that i uh like too like i um cliff curtis uh is a really great um oh he actor. is good he's I, yeah i love that guy and what is he fear uh, the walking dead yeah he's done so yep. much Dark Horse. Yep. Whale Rider, I think, is really where he impressed me the most. Uh, yeah, he is good. Yeah, it's like, mm, I think you hit it on the nose, and they tried to put together an ensemble that would make up for so many script flaws, and it just did not. Yeah. It didn't work. I mean, the idea is cool, but at the end of the day, when even you and I talked about how uh, a pack or, or school of piranha is scarier than a regular shark <laughs> a giant shark isn't necessarily like the scariest thing I'm... no definitely not <laughs> didn't do it for me i mean yeah because megalodons don't exist anymore it's just right. like you gotta sell me on that did it with godzilla better than a megalodon it's or even, even the... a real creature from the past oh yeah or should have been even... able to do it effectively yes like the water monsters creatures in jurassic park are scarier than mm. you yeah. know and they're only yeah, on the screen for a little bit of time scarier. yeah completely yeah. agree so you that's a big old thumbs it. down on the meg 
Yes. Um, but let's jump back now to the 47 meters down uncaged verse where I thought, like, you, you this movie surprised you. It surprised me. I don't surprised think it holds a candle to the first one. No. Um, but I thought it was it was fun. It was definitely worth, worth a view. Um, and you got blind sharks. Yeah, which which creatively removes that whole theory about poking a shark in its eye. That's true. That, that is true. Now, I've I've read a couple um, gripes from like reviews and critics and stuff, and one person just said, "Were they even forty seven meters down? Like they never <laughs> talk about the fact that like they were. It was just about you know like cave diving, which was." super interesting by the way right um that was cool that's really a good point it's like i guess they just were running with the steam that the first one had because the first one made such a big point of the cage landing at 47 meters down and you can see on the actual i don't know gauge of how deep you are they kept focusing on where they were um but this one yeah you have no clue there's an underground ancient mayan i think it was uh, yeah, Mayan or Inca. City? I think it was Mayan. Um, the other funny thing that someone pointed out is like there's a scene when they first get into the cage and this beautiful fish that you would never see like anywhere else turns to them and screams at them. <laughs> do you remember <laughs> that? It, like, I do. I do. It screams and you're like, wait a minute. Fish one don't have lungs. They, they, they can't do that. <laughs> So it was an effective jump scare type of a moment, but completely like, wait, what? Yeah. Fish don't see. Remember a cave fish. They encounter a cave fish. Yeah. A cave that's, fish. That's what gets them to accidentally knock over the column. Which, under there, which kind of made me so angry. I, I know it was just to like, you know, dig up or like, um, what is the term we're looking for? Uh, get the, basically all the sand up and like cloud their vision. Right. But it made me so angry. Somebody who appreciates like history and stuff like they probably just destroyed a I know. ton of stuff. Ancient. Oh man. But you know what? My, Boy, one of my biggest watermark. flaws with this movie was like some musical choices. There was like, there was some songs in this. Like when they're first like going out to like the cave diving place, the song they chose took me out of it. It felt like <laughs> something you'd hear on the karate kid soundtrack or something. Oh no. Yeah, but, I mean, I just love the performers. I mean, I didn't take Manny Moore too seriously a decade or two ago, but she did the job in 47 Meter Down. I can't say there was anyone that I really could give that well, same credit to. Now, we have two actors in 47 Meters Down on Cage that are daughters of other actors. Sylvester Stallone's daughter is in yeah. it. And well, the, I guess good. Uh, it's relative, but. The other, well, right. The other daughter, the main character, is Jamie Foxx's daughter. Okay. All yeah. right. You know, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. So this seemed uh, kind of like a movie yeah. that was like calling in a favor to get my daughter in a movie. They're like, well, we got this right. shark movie that can be <laughs> whatever. Just get him out yeah. of the house. It's like, and the- then of course, their dad in the movie is John Cor- Corbett. John Corbett is the dad in this. Yes. Fans of rom coms would know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. There was, uh, uh, you know what? Again, I was surprised. It was very entertaining. I liked. I was telling you, I liked the way that they they kind of brought the story back around when they were supposed to be going out like on a uh, a shark uh, glass bottom uh, shark tour, whatever. 
And yeah. when they finally make it out of the cave, there's that same ship they're supposed to be on or boat. Right. And they're throwing chum into the water. And I thought that was just a really fun, <laughs> like, oh my God. Now they're dealing with different sharks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta love it the was chum. Fun. I mean, that's another thing that popped up in that first one. They used the chum and the girls were right. like, is this legal? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to see sharks or not? Right. Yeah. It's worth a look. Uh, both it of is. them. It First is. First one's superior, but the, the second one does bring a new sort of vibe. Yeah. Uh, that's sort. Uh, Let's the second talk one. about our last one, the newest of uh, on our list. Unless did you have okay. something else to mention? No, 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 no. Let's talk about um, 2022's The Requin. Is that how you pronounce the it? The Requin. Yes. It's the French. French word for shark, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay. Um, you know what? I remember reading about this one before it came out, like in the upcoming horrors being released in 22 and being fairly excited about it. The premise itself seemed decent, um, but the execution was. Oh, man. Not great. I did not like this movie. <laughs> but at least did... Silverstone can do no wrong. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's trying to make a comeback, right? Yeah. Yeah. She definitely now, is. She... There was a couple of performance moments where I'm like, mm, this is an interesting take they chose. But her performance was not the reason I did not like this movie. Okay. I what, felt what that this wrong? movie was sort of Frankenstein monstered together with mm. some stock footage of sharks. Mm. Um, okay. Some 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 bad um just effects. I I don't know. I it did uh, seem like it was plot. on set a lot of the time. You could tell yeah. it was on a set, yeah. not at the sea. And I liked I liked the idea in theory that they were on one of those house uh, houses on stilts. Like that was a fun idea. Yeah, but that was cool. That's what got me into it initially, or not into the movie, but wanting getting me to want to see it was the idea of their actual little hut during yeah. a storm getting pulled out to the sea and then they're floating like on a house at sea. You know, that that was new. Uh-huh. And the thing the things I, I guess I didn't like the more I'm thinking about it are maybe more character things. Like I, I thought that the relationship, um, sure, they set it up to be, you know, they're trying to um, work through some things after, you know, after having lost a baby. But they make the, the guy, the husband, they try to make him more of like the man who should know more about stuff. And I'm going to tell us what to do, save the day. And then he goes along with starting that fire on the boat and then on, the, on their house. I was so annoyed. I'm like, why? You want to get some smoke? We know where this is going. We saw it a mile away that you're going to catch this whole thing on fire. And yet they did it anyway. And the way they did it with the light refracting through the plastic bottle really bothered me. Like, I don't know if it's yeah. possible. Fine. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, think know. You, I think you put it a good way in saying that as Frank said. It was ham-handedly put together. Yeah, um, a very predictable flick. I didn't like the husband. It was fun just watching at least no. Silverstone to a degree because you don't see her yeah. much. But I'm going to give the movie. Uh, granted, it was cool when the husband dies too. All on board with that. He yeah. needed to go. His um, legs were, and, he, yeah. and he goes in kind of a you know painful, drawn out way. Mm -hmm. um, but after she's kind of about to give up too, then she's saved when she's on a little little piece of land. Um, by a fisherman in what is known as a coracle. It's like this big old basket boat 
Yeah, which, I was just picturing a big thing, barrel. It's, just, it's a man size. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really cool, and that's a thing I, I had never seen before. It is literally like this big wicker basket sort of thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. And the fisherman, he he gets her, saves her, he stitches her up, and then he goes <laughs> down. Why does he jump into the water himself? Oh, I'm he trying was to trying to was... retrieve his fishing. Um, if, we're, if he's like kind of what I thought was happening is like, okay, if we're going to go, I've got to check out my fish trap, like oh, my my okay. net. But it was like a bamboo yeah. cage. And uh, yeah. And then the same thing happens to him, his legs or his <laughs> he arms. Was he was such a sweet fisherman I know. too. Like, honestly, this was my favorite part of the movie was this whole coracle business. Same here. Fisherman. And then, of course, yeah, they they snuff him out too. And then it's her final battle with the shark, um, which, like the one you mentioned earlier, has a strange way of killing the shark while they're yeah. an anchor, uh, going through its brain. I guess. Um, I guess. Yeah. She rigged some sort of business to, to. I don't know. It was a little, again, ham-handed, and it sounded like they just needed to figure out a way to wrap it up. Like, how do we wrap this up? <laughs> yes. I mean, she could have yeah. killed it with that little propeller engine. They, I mean, they use that for a bit. And um, and I, I did think that one scene I'm like, that looks kind of cool, was the shark had all those um, cuts on him from the, the propeller yeah. that she was. Uh, oh, that was cool. When she tore up the face cool of the shark looking. with the propeller on the boat, that was new. But as a whole, it didn't need to be made. This movie was, I mean, granted, I, I like the... Uh, undertone the metaphor of her dealing with the trauma of losing the child i felt like that yeah. was a new angle at least uh but it wasn't enough to flesh out the 90 minutes at a eight eight point five million dollar budget but i don't see any info on how much it actually made no i mean there is there's a scene the worst time it was released at the uh, end of january of this past year oh yeah it's not yeah not a good time to release. Movies. They should have released it around Shark Week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like the timeliness of this episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, but wait, 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 wait. There is a scene though. This is this is my problem with this movie, is there's a scene where the shark jumps up out of the water and it looks so bad. It's like mm. that is the time we're seeing the shark because it looks terrible. And yeah. also for being a shark, it's more of a survival movie because the sharks really yeah. don't come in until almost like the end of the second That's act or true. third act. True, uh, yeah. we're, we're waiting for the sharks and they finally show up. They didn't do a good job of like, I get it. Sharks are supposed to be, you know, angry for no reason in these movies, but they didn't do a good job of establishing that. I mean, there, there was blood in the water, but they don't really show the shark then. Like, um, I, 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 yeah, I feel like it was just sort of like mashed together. Mm -hmm. Like a first yeah. time director, I mean, maybe. I'm looking now at who it was distributed by, and it is the illustrious team that brought us the Power Rangers, Saban Films. Oh, God. So that, that's to be expected. <sighs> so, yeah. Stop making movies. Cheaply done. <laughs> uh, but that does complete our list of shark flicks. But I do want to mention one other one that I watched over this past week that is set at sea called Sea Fever. It's an Irish film, and it does have a shark in it. There is one moment All where right. you see a shark eat a fish during some B-roll. Um, but this is a really solid flick. And like you kind of mentioned Alien before, it's like Alien on a boat sort of situation because you have this like ginormous kaiju of a sea anemone with these tentacles that attach yeah. to people or things. But the, the tentacles kind of look like 
like I don't know, like a tremor face or something attached to the That's boat, cool. and then they they leak this this uh, pathogen onto the boat. So any any like open wound that touches it, then you're infected and your eyes Ooh. burst out of your fucking head. Oh, oh sorry <laughs> for that, but that <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> but the way that the people die in this, and then it's one of these things like who has the disease, who doesn't, because you could get infected too. It was intense, and just the sheer bleakness of the end is is worth a look. So if you if you are a big fan of shark films, one would assume you also like other. Uh, creature features set at sea in sea fever brand new on hulu and great i mean next to i don't it would make my top three on this whole list i think i, wow. I liked it maybe more than uh all but of course jaws and 47 meters down and maybe open water but then i'd maybe okay. slide that one in there huh. it's worth That's a good look. To know. sea fever it didn't uh, make our uh, Irish cast, so <laughs> that's what too bad. Up in this uh, one next year, next year. Yes, um, well, that's exciting though because uh, you you sort of get on a, a kick when we do like themes like this, and like now I want to watch like some better shark movies or just yeah. sea movies, and that's good. Right. We can promote that because it sounds like um, I, right. I had never heard that it was even coming out. I hadn't heard of it, and I just saw cool looking poster and there i was like go. you know what this, that's is, a, this is looking pretty good and it was one good of those... characters too because it's essentially about this girl who's uh needs to get her she's trying to get her marine biologist degree so she's forced to go out at sea in a boat uh yeah. with like a fishing team for a long enough time to be able to report about it and see that's course, a great little gets, i mean it, oh it's great good characterization I, and all the characters are great they're, they're really well done yeah yeah, I mean, it's not the hardest thing when you're doing a shark movie to do to go in the opposite direction than just scuba diving. Yeah, I mean, come really on, great. just be a little bit more creative. <laughs> Get your originality you, on people. Oh. But on well, that note, I think we have uh, we've done well for Shark Week. I think so too. Um, do you want to just talk about like some things that like jumped out, like um. I know we, we kind of covered this throughout the episode, but like in your opinion, yeah. what, who, what was the scariest shark out of all these movies? I mean, I don't think you compare anything to Bruce the shark from Jaws. I think yeah. that's that's the number one. Agreed. Then maybe I guess the next one on the list would be because in the shallow, she's pretty much just dealing with the one. So these mm-hmm. sharks, singular sharks with vendettas, that's the scary. That's the scariest in my books. Yeah, yeah, and, and really quick. Um, I think the shallows did a really good job of, you know, inciting like some of these shark attacks are just like for no reason. You could easily just in your head say that this shark was, you know, she was too close to its feeding ground, you know, like that's that's better than just like, hey, scuba divers, you're in the ocean. I'm going to eat you like this makes more sense. We're talking about an animal here who's just feeding on a whale. And that to me makes it scarier than just the randomness. Right. Totally agree. It made sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But is there any other in our little list here? Scariest death. Oh yeah. I wanted to mention what I found to be the most uh, horrific death, even though you don't get to know Skarsgård's character, Dr. Watkins or something in uh yeah. <laughs> in Deep Blue Sea. What happens with him is he he gets his arm chomped off or something. So he's then on a gurney being lifted out 
by a helicopter and before they can like get it up there because it's being reeled up shark grabs him <laughs> from the water then pulls him down but he's wearing like uh, oxygen masks so he's still able to breathe underwater while he's in the uh, the teeth of the sharks yeah. who then uses him as essentially a battering ram to crack open the like the the hull or the the big windshield <sighs> underground yeah. just I rams will... this poor man <laughs> into it <laughs> If I if I had to point uh, out one thing that really really bothered me about Deep Blue Sea is how long they just stand and stare at this giant right. pane of glass breaking, and of course they're like, "All right, now let's leave," and then it opens. Up. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of cheese, but yeah, it's still a hoot. And of course, well, the most notorious was Samuel L. in that movie. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Don't give a pep talk with your back to <laughs> the, the opening. Exactly. Yeah. Have have a little uh be a little humble and you might survive short yeah. encounters. I, I think I'm just overall too. stay out of the ocean, everybody. Yes, and stay alive. <laughs>